BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 2024 is going to be a monster year in politics. We want to keep you up to date on all things election, but you've got lives, families, jobs, and you can't always listen every day to the show. That's why we've created a podcast called 24 that gives a recap of our election coverage from the week. Think of it like a highlight reel, a breakdown of all the plays, analysis, and team interviews. 24 will drop at noon Eastern on Sundays in our podcast feed. You can find it on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Tuesday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We had the Senate all night working hard to pass a bill that the Republican base does not want passed. Ninety-five billion dollars in foreign aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Nothing for the southern border. We shall discuss that. We also have uh, the immunity claim making its way through the courts. The Trump legal team put forward an application for a stay. And wow, I don't know if we're going to get too deep into it today because it's intricate. But basically... They're asking the Supreme Court to tell the circuit court to hold on a second. You can't tell the district court to go forward with the trial until the Supreme Court rules on whether or not the stay goes into place. And also they're looking, they're, they're looking to get down the line cert. I mean, the whole thing is a giant mess, but. A stay and a stay. They're trying to play time games here with the Trump trial. So we might get into some of that uh, a little bit later. Um, they asked for, you're actually brothers. The court should stay the DC circuit's mandate pending resolution of President Trump's petition for, uh, certiorari in this court. As an additional relief, President Trump requests this court stay the DC circuit's mandate pending the resolution for a petition for en banc consideration. Woo! Clay. They are, uh, they're getting deep into the legal weeds, but basically the Trump team is like, Hey, 
What's the rush? Supreme Court, we need more time for this. And the D.C. Circuit and District Court are saying, it's go time. we got to get this Trump trial going as fast as possible. Which is why I've been saying for some time, I'm, I, I've got the law degree. And so when you read all that, which I bet a lot of people's like their eyes are rolling back into their head. It is so hard even for someone who is a lawyer to be keeping tabs on all of the different moving parts of the Trump legal process. And I think, Buck, maybe I'm going to end up being wrong, but I think all of this is so much, uh, they threw so much at him that it's going to be hard for the average voter to be focused that much on the criminal and uh, and civil prosecutions that are taking place of Trump. And so I question what the overall value is going to be because I think it's they they've thrown so much at him, Buck. I really feel like if they had said, "Hey, we're going to put all of our eggs in this one basket. This is the trial we think is the most important. This is the one we're going to bring. It's either, you know, win or lose on this one." I think people would have been able to follow it. But right now, I think he's got three different hearings today, Buck. And you just referenced the fact of what the Supreme Court's got to do. And really, the essence of what you referenced is not guilt or innocence. It's timeliness. Yes, They are trying to do everything they can to get that Jack Smith trial decided before November because it's their Hail Mary that they think will win them the election. Here's what's you know, a few things here. One, Clay, I think that they probably are going to manage to get this to trial. And here's why I think so. When you look at the way that they have responded to motions up to this point, none of this is normal process. None of this is the way that it's supposed to go, right? Immunity issues are special. So immunity issues, when you raise them, you can appeal it before you go to trial because the whole point, if you're Trump or somebody else who has immunity, is you shouldn't have to face a trial at all. Right. That's the whole point. If you if you go through the trial, but you had immunity, you've already been punished. So there's a a different process for this, because usually you could only appeal a verdict. Right. You don't get to appeal that they're bringing a case against you. Well, with immunity, you can Clay the I think, uh, you know, initially the circuit, they're giving them, you know, five days for this, two weeks for that. I was talking to a lawyer buddy of mine. He says this stuff takes months, usually. This stuff would routinely take 90 days, extended, extended, that this process that they are ramming Trump through right now, by normal order, meaning everything, D.C. District, D.C. Circuit, Supreme Court, motions, should take at least two years. And they have already condensed year one into a few months, basically, right? That's what's actually good. So they are throwing out, and it's all based on this principle that Jack Smith uh, is forwarding, and Andy McCarthy talked to us about this, I think, at last week, that the public has a right to a speedy trial in this case. There's no such thing as a public right to a speedy trial. There's a defendant right to a speedy trial. So they are wildly abusing the system already. Now, there's no, to your point about, about process, their discretion about, okay, you've got 10 days for this motion, or five days to come back on this, or three days to come back on that, that's not really reviewable. I mean, the Supreme Court can come in and say, no, you, but they're probably not going to do that. Um, so they're able to speed this whole thing up because they're trying to get it to a trial irrespective of what would be normal. This, so is, this I, is crazy. 
Yeah, it is crazy. So my thought in general is as soon as the Supreme Court took one half of the charges that Jack Smith is using and said, we're going to hear this case, to me it became almost – I don't know how you start a trial with four charges if the Supreme Court is going to potentially say two of those charges – are not prosecutable under the statute in which you're using, which is why them taking that case was so significant. In other words, if they started a trial and halfway through the trial, suddenly the Supreme Court comes down with a ruling, then they would have to basically drop half of the charges against Trump. So I still think that the way this is going to play out, Buck, is there's no way they're going to start before July. Uh, and then the question becomes... Uh, what day does the, uh, what day officially does the Supreme Court come down with a ruling? And then are they going to try to do the case, this, the Jack Smith case in mid to late July, August, September of an election year? I think that becomes challenging to justify as anything other than a political prosecution. So. But, but that's well, where we're on. headed. I the think the courts have gone along with this at every step of the way. They've moved this as fast as they absolutely possibly can beyond anything that anyone has ever seen before in the D.C. Circuit. Right? They're they're truncating all the schedule. Well, they were trying to start on March fourth, so that's finally out the window. So I, I think they're going to miss that by several months. But yes, you're right. They've moved more in a more rapid fashion than ever before. Um, and and we'll see what the Supreme Court does uh, in terms and, and of the And to give timing. everyone a sense of this, I mean, this is a really fascinating point as well, I think. Jack Smith could have gone through normal process and allowed the D.C. Circuit, the appeals court, to hear the immunity challenge. And there's also the, the immunity challenge is right in two parts. There's immunity, and then there's the double jeopardy point. The double jeopardy point, I think, that gets slapped down very easily. Congress is not a criminal court. Sorry, that's just not going to work. Um, but the first one on immunity, that's actually a big issue. That's a big constitutional yes. question that has to, that hasn't been resolved by the Supreme Court. That needs to be resolved by the Supreme Court. But Jack Smith went around the circuit court directly to the Supreme Court, even though, Clay, you and I both know circuit court's gonna, gonna crush Trump on this one. He doesn't yeah. even want it to go to the en banc. He wants it to go right to the Supreme Court. Why? Because he's trying to rush this thing as fast as he can. And the Supreme Court, if they take, I mean, now that they're looking at this, they're probably going to move very fast too, right? Because what's the point? They can't be the ones to move slowly. And I, so- I actually, I actually think if, if, if they came to me and, and this would be a, a, a crazy upset, right? If I'm having a conversation with some Supreme Court justice and he's like, or she's like, Hey, Clay, what do you think we should do here? I actually think the way the Supreme Court should handle this is to delay it because what this really is, Buck, to me is, the question you have to ask yourself, and, and I go for everybody out there, and I would say if you're a Republican operative, if you're listening to this, if you're on the Trump campaign and you're listening to this, to me, you distill all of this down and say, do you want a jury in New York City? Do you want a jury in Washington, D.C.? Do you want a jury in South Florida? Do you want a jury in Atlanta, Georgia, right? What is that, 48 people, roughly? Uh, or do you want a Supreme Court in the United States, nine people? Uh, that's 56, 57 people, whatever the math is there, 57, I think. Do you want 57 people to make a decision about whether Trump should or should not be the president of the United States? Or do you want 150 million people 
to make a decision about whether I, Trump I, should be president. I of the agree United States. with you. There is almost no chance that the Supreme Court sits on this and just says, "Yeah, it's on our docket. We're not gonna we're not gonna touch this until after the election." There's no, 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 I'm not I mean, saying until after the election, but I'm saying if you take it and delay it as long as you can, if you take this case and you really, first of all, they can knock half of the Jack Smith charges out. And if they knock half the Jack Smith charges out, I do think that would be seen as a fairly substantial win. If you don't release your opinion, I'm not sure what the last day to release opinions are, but let's say it's early July. Let's say it's July 4th weekend. They're going to come out with a ruling. Um, and then you have to go get a jury seated. That would mean you can't start until August. I think it becomes very difficult to start a trial in August Why is it with difficult? the election. In, well, because in general, uh, you have the Department of Justice uh, position. I know, but you're you forgetting what, a the, trial what, the, what the courts have done up to this point is entirely unprecedented in scheduling this I get thing it. as fast as humanly possible. So the notion that they're going to rely on precedent to stop it at that phase, to me, what I'm saying, Clay, is when I was looking over this last night when the application went through, this freight train has been quietly moving in the background that, you know, was in Chutkin's hand, the district court, then I went to the circuit court, and then I went back to Chutkin, and, and the district court did, I'm sorry, the circuit court did something that completely shows their hand in this. They said, look, you either take it to the Supreme Court or the clock starts running and Chutkin can put this back on the calendar. Right. That's what they want, right? They want to get to the trial yes. as soon as possible. So now Supreme Court's probably going to come down, I don't know, in the next you know day or two and say, okay, okay, there's a stay, right? I, I think yeah. they're going to have to do that. And then they may even, I think they can say, we take your application for this stay as effectively that they can do this a, a grant of of cert they can say we'll look at the immunity claim now too or they can say hold on brief us in a few weeks brief us on why you know and, and go through a more standard process but i can't see a way in which they're not looking at this thing and coming down with uh, a decision about whether the trump trial can go forward on the immunity claim within the next few months based on the the timeline that they've done everything so far unless the supreme court's going to say all the other courts are moving super fast. We're going to move at normal speed, which is quite slow. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I would move at normal speed. And that would put it, then I think it becomes difficult to start before August, the Jack Smith case, which is then, you know, we'll also see, we still got to figure out what's going to happen in New York City. Is the Alvin Bragg case going to go forward first? Because I think that can wrong foot things. Um, but then you kind of get into, I think, a very difficult proposition where, if the case is not starting till August, and if we presume that the case is going to remember, I, I was looking at this book. Do you know the first votes start getting cast in September? Uh, I mean, I I know it's yeah. crazy. Like, I think the first vote gets cast in on September 20th is the first day that anybody can vote the presidential election. Given how much early voting and everything else there already is, I think it's going to be hard to get any verdict in the Jack Smith case before many voters are already going out and, and casting. I, I think they view it as just the trial might be enough. That, and that's why it's all about just getting it to the trial. So if they get regardless a verdict, that's of the outcome, them, they, yeah, regardless of the outcome, they just feel like if they can get Trump in a courtroom at the height of the election, you got a guy who's an accused criminal running against whoever the Democrats are running. We can talk about that in a few minutes. I think that's, I think that's the whole game. And I don't know how the Supreme Court given how the other courts have operated, now it will look like they're doing Trump's bidding if they don't move fast. And there is a pretty strong case to say, when I say that, that's what the Democrats will obviously say. And there is a pretty strong case for, you know, you got to let this thing 
move through and be finished. I mean, one of the problems here is why shouldn't the whole process be finished? Because even if Trump is found guilty, he should be able to appeal it. And what if he was appeal? What if his appeal is upheld of the conviction that Jack Smith gets, but that appeal doesn't come till after the election? You know what I mean? The whole oh, thing. Oh, I, I don't think there's any way the Supreme Court will rule on a Trump appeal before the election. No, that's but that's what yeah. I'm saying is that the appeal could come after the election. Yeah. And so you don't even get fair process, even if you get a verdict the first time around. I mean, imagine, imagine this scenario. Trump goes to trial. Trump gets convicted. Let's say it's September, right? Theoretically. Yeah. And then there's an election, how, whatever the outcome is. And then Trump on appeal in January or, you know, appeal says, uh, you know what? Actually, he's not guilty. I mean, h- how does that? I, I think, have any I, I don't think that, I don't think that's a crazy, I don't think that timeline is crazy at all, which is why remember, if there are five justices who really think this is an affront to American democracy, they can say that he has immunity and this case is done. I don't, I don't know if Amy Coney Barrett and, and Kavanaugh. I, I, and yeah, Edwards, right. That, that's not being talked about a lot. It. They could theoretically say this case is, you know, this case is within the bounds of, of presidential authority and just toss it in July. Would you you want to play you want to place a bet on that one? I I think it's it? I, I think it's unlikely, but I do think they're going to cut Jack Smith's charges in half. I think they're going to toss the uh the half of the I, I charges. I get it, but that I think if they can Trump. get one, if they can bring one felony indictment to trial against Trump, that that's that's the whole that's the whole game, that's the whole goal. I don't know. I mean, all I know is the application when you because you know the application amended to it. This is what so or appended appended to it. Sorry was the uh the the district court and the circuit court's previous actions when you look through it you're like this is a sham this is a total sham oh it's it all appeals- it's all it's all completely and I have to be careful not to curse because I've so far made it almost 3 years with you it's all bs it, it, an appeals court this. decision should take 6 months usually oh i know i know 6 months they're doing this stuff in 10 days 5 days folks it, the fix is in times 10. I was pulling my hair out last night reading this. All right. Well, I got a lot of hair, so we'll be okay. Uh, Pure Talk believes in American values. This is the cell phone company I use every day, the same one that Clay's, uh, Clay's family relies on, too. Pure Talk also believes the word free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fee nonsense, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen and a quick-charging battery. Qualifying plans start at just $35 a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk service is on the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year on a Pure Talk plan. I love Pure Talk. It worked for me in Scotland. It'll work for you all over this country. It actually has overseas plans, too. Dial pound 250, say keywords, Clay and Buck. Claim your eligibility for a free Brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. That's pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, America.
America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, grab the transcript, Ali, flag this. I'm giving you my prediction for what the Supreme Court is going to do, because we're talking about this rushed idea to try to get the Jack Smith case to trial. Buck, I think you have to think about all three of these cases, not as individual decisions, because they'll be seen as a collective whole, as sort of the Trump docket on the Supreme Court. I think the Supreme Court, by at least 7-2, to two, maybe 9-0, is going to say Trump can't be taken off the ballot in Colorado. That will be considered a Trump win. I think, Buck, they are going to say 5-4, that half of the Jack Smith cases cannot be tried, that they are misusing the statute on the Jan 6th cases. And then I think 6-3, maybe 5-4, but 6-3 more likely, they will say Trump does not have broad immunity. So Trump will win two of the cases, lose one, and then we come back. This is the big question that you've been asking. I think they will issue all of those opinions, uh, other than the Colorado case, which I think will come sooner, on the last day of the court, which will be sometime in late June, early July. So does Jack Smith get to trial? I that say is yes. The question. You say yes. I'll tell you what I think when we right, come, we'll back. come back. That's called the tease. All right. So I was going to lay out a whole range of topics today for the show, but we got a little side because there's many things. Many of the things have happened. Uh, Biden's declining state of mind. Uh, also, Clay, at some point, I'm going to ask you, uh, there's a chart the Wall Street Journal shared of the American jobs that skew heavily to one gender. I actually, I want, yes, yes. I, we're hold this for the end. We're not going to yes. do it right now, but I will, cause I want, I want our, I want everyone to think about this one. I want you to think about this one. Um, the general you, uh, if you had to pick one that skewed heavily female and had to pick one that skewed incredibly heavily male, which ones from the list would it be? But we'll get to that in a little bit. First up here. So it just struck me last night. I had this because I wanted to read the just to update everybody. There's an application from Trump's team for to the Supreme Court 
for a stay of the circuit court in D.C. Circuit court in D.C. gave a deadline for Trump's team to put in this application, and if they don't put it in, the circuit court said, we're sending it back to Chuck Kidd in the district court. She can put a new trial date on the calendar, and it's all systems go. Trump's team put in the state of the Supreme Court, or we need to hear from the Supreme Court. But I went through the whole the whole document yep. last night and added to it, you can see the arguments, but also you can see uh, the other decisions that have been handed down and the timeline, and they are at warp speed. Or if you're a Spaceballs fan, ludicrous speed. They are yes. moving this thing, what should take six months in the appeals process, they're doing in ten days or, or you know, or five days. And I, this is so clear what's going on. With that in mind, it does go to the Supreme Court. I already said I think that Jack Smith is going to squeeze in this trial before the election. That is that is where my head is at right now. Do you think he get does he get to a trial before we cast our votes? Yes or no? I I don't think so. All right. I I Mark and it I've down. got a couple put it on the, put I've it got, on the board. I've got a couple first of all, I think he'd only have two charges left. And I think the Supreme Court is not going to be a part of the rocket docket. I think there's a chance. Again, I don't think it's likely, but I think there's a chance they say that Trump has immunity here. Uh, again, I said I think that they will not say that. I'm going to throw out a couple of crazy things for everybody to think about. One, okay. one, I think uh, there's a possibility that Merrick Garland... And I know some of you out there are going to say this never happened, that Merrick Garland, who I think is feuding a little bit with Joe Biden right now, steps in and says, we're not, because it's general Department of Justice policy, that you do not have political trials during a, uh, during a political season. And that would clearly be the case here, because it would have to go on in August, September, October. I think that's possible. Second part here, Buck, and, and, I don't know. Hold, wait, wait, wait. Just time out for a second. Anything is yes. possible, Mr. Clay. All right. Yes. You got to tell us what, if you're making predictions, it can't be a possible prediction. Okay. Well, you... I, I, well, I'm not in Merrick Garland's head, right? But Merrick Garland made Robert Hur a special counsel. Robert Hur, again, gave Biden a pass on a yes. willful criminal violation, which I disagree with. But he also really, and we're going to talk about the cognition issues, May have may have cut the legs out from underneath the Biden presidency. Oh, we're and, about to get into that. And I think the rig job that they tried to push through. Remember the Hunter Biden, no charges, everything else. The Politico story where Biden went off and said he doesn't like Merrick Garland and he's not going to bring him back. I think there's a possibility that Merrick Garland has a. uh Better a betterment of the country moment where he says, I'm not going to allow this trial to go forward, and it doesn't happen. I, I, and great, I understand some of you out there. I would give you 100 to 1 odds on this. I mean, this prediction right. is bonkersville. You have way too much faith in Merrick Garland. <laughs> way too much faith in Merrick I have, Garland. I have faith as a lawyer in the same way that Judge Mary Ellen Noriega, Trump appointee, said no to the sweetheart uh, deal. Remember, I was like the yeah, only person saying... Merrick Garland is a Biden appointee. There's a big I, difference here. I get it. Um, but ultimately, Merrick Garland is judged by history, not by Joe Biden. And if you are over 70 years old, do you want to be the guy who is ramming through a conviction that, to your point, years from now, 
In the moment, you can make choices that seem like good choices. When you sit back, that's what the law does. Lawyers sit back and they think, ideally, Clay. judges in particular, <sighs> I, you, you have zero faith. Clay, I still, we are in the midst of all out lawfare against I get the it. leading republic the, the republican nominee I get it. they have broken all the taboos they have crossed all the rubicons they don't I get give it. a crap about precedent about prior practice about doj guidance and you think merrick garland is going to be the man standing athwart the madness and allowing I, people to vote on trump i i i, I'm, I, I don't, I don't I, know what i do i do have still i'm like uh if this were a movie I would be like Luke Skywalker, who still believes that Darth Vader... You still believe in Vader, but do you remember what happened to Vader? Wasn't good. Wasn't good. I'm just saying. Vader went went down, but he had a moment of redemption, Buck. I still believe in the possibility of redemption. Spoiler (laughs) alert, by the way, if you haven't seen Return of the Jedi. I believe Merrick Garland could be like Darth Vader there at the end, getting his helmet pulled off, breathing slowly as the Empire crumbles around him, recognizing that he still went to law school and he still became a lawyer and he held his hand up and he swore an oath to the law to preserve the country. Okay. I'm just I still say, have this a- is this is the craziest, most outlandish theory I think you've ever leveled on the show. And if you happen to end up being right, we'll have to come up with some I don't know. I'll have to bow down like ability buck. And I don't even know what the law would happen. I think there's some possibility that if they try. So this is if Merrick Garland doesn't have his Darth Vader redemption moment. Second part here. I think there's some possibility that Trump refuses to show up for the trial. And if he refuses to show up for the trial, I don't know what the what the process of the courts would be. Are they going to arrest hold the in former contempt. president? I mean, what do you mean? They would have to hold him in contempt and, and threaten to incarcerate him. Right? right, I know, but I don't know what the process under which that would occur. They would put him in prison and they would put him in handcuffs and lead him into court. Like I think that this could blow up in their faces and there could be all sorts of procedural machinations associated with if Trump just says, screw you guys, I'm campaigning for president, I'm not showing up for your sham trial. That theory is that's hardcore, but not crazy. Your your Merrick Garland theory, I'm just I can't even be, I can't co-sign it. I don't even know what's happened. Someone's kidnapped I, Clay today. But your Trump's defying the court. That's certainly within the realm of Trump's attitude, as we've seen in the civil trials. And I do think it raises an interesting question of do they really have the you know what's to do you have the stones Donald to Trump put when he's months away Donald from election Trump day in prison or jail? In Washington, D.C., are you going to go down to Mar-a-Lago and arrest him? I mean, to me, how does that play politically? I don't know the answer, but I think it's a pretty crazy look for Joe. Think about this, Buck. For Joe Biden's Department of Justice to travel to Mar-a-Lago, storm Mar-a-Lago, take his chief political rival, put him in cuffs, and sit him in prison, I think that is potentially a play we could have if they try to put this in on court. If I think we don't have the Darth Vader redemption moment. I think you underestimate the viciousness and the go it all the way at all costs nature of the Democrat opposition against Trump. I think they will do whatever they think. Would you advise Trump to refuse to show up and make them come to Mar a Lago and put him in cuffs? Politically. Not a legal analysis, but a political analysis. Uh 
I don't know how, I don't know how people, because look, if the Supreme Court, let's just, let's just, we're leaving something out here. And we've gotten way down. There's news today that we have to get. I, to. I know. But this, this is this about, is the election. Okay, yeah, which is, is crazy to think about. It's, it's it's a ways out there. If the Supreme Court allows the trial to go forward effectively, I think then that puts a stamp of look, he's not immune, and they brought charges, and he's facing trial. Um, and a, a majority conservative, or at least you know theoretically conservative court allowed the trial. The, the Supreme Court could. We didn't even talk about this. They could just say, Nah, sorry, this whole thing is, you know, he's got immunity. It's a sham. Basically, shut it down. Shut it all down. That could happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I give that like a ten percent, five percent chance, something in that neighborhood. But uh, if they allow it to go forward and there is this trial, I mean, everything. This is this is sort of what what I was thinking about last night. And then and then we have to we have to do a reading. We have to come back and talk about decline in Biden. Apparently, hour two, we didn't get back to it. Here's my underlying thesis for so much of this clay, or, or maybe just thought process for this. Everything that we've said they wouldn't do, well, not we, but you know, everything that the consensus opinion had been, how they would never dare, they would never dare do that against Trump. They have done at every step of the way. There has been no, impeach him once, yes. Impeach him twice, yes. Special counsel Russia collusion, yes. Trying to get charges against him, yes. Trying to use the emoluments clause, yes. Try, and and now this four criminal indictments. I mean, the whole thing is nuts. They have broken down the barriers, the bulwarks of sanity at every stage. So we think at the last moment, the, we think it's going to hold. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't see it. That's, that's my problem. We, I mean, we're truly in uncharted waters, unprecedented, uh, era and it may well decide the election. By the way, I would advise Trump if he were asking me. I would say don't show up for trial if they try to do trial. Make them come to Mar-a-Lago, storm Mar-a-Lago, and take you out in cuffs in the middle of a fall presidential campaign. That That's what I would suggest. Now, Trump may prefer, Buck, that the whole charade of the trial, he may want to stand on the steps and make the argument, but I think forcing Joe Biden's Department of Justice to arrest you when we are all voting may have started, I think would would blow up in Joe Biden's face in a massive way. I, I really, really do, regardless of what the trial was at that point. Um, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, also, Joe Biden's declining cognition. Will it even be Joe Biden in charge? Uh, and you know what you need, right? Maybe some testosterone. Maybe some vigor, vitality. Or certainly what they could use in the Biden White House where they have no testosterone. Probably the least testosterone administration of uh, in American political history. Uh, and and uh, right now, look, I just got back late last world five-day trip to Vegas. Not going to lie, energy a bit zapped. You may hear my voice a little bit, a lot of late nights. That talk supplements really help you out. For the guys, one thing we contend with as we age, lower, lower testosterone levels, you can boost your testosterone by subscribing to Chalk's Male Vitality Stack. Formulated with natural ingredients, Chalk's Male Vitality Stack supplements will help naturally restore your body with the energy and focus you need to get it all done. No more reaching for a sugary energy drink that will eventually, you know this, crash. Now through the end of February, Chalk's offering a massive discount on any subscription for life. They also have a female vitality stack for all the ladies out there. Learn more about their products online at chalk.com, spelled C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay, as your promo code to unlock 
the exclusive February only offer, choq.com. Your promo code, my name, Clay. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got, hey, Clay, we didn't talk about this before. We got into a big discussion about the uh, legal gauntlet that Trump is going through here and how it is not following regular procedure. We haven't talked about uh Fonnie Willis, who... I don't think she's going to be running a criminal prosecution of Donald Trump that much longer. The judge in the uh, Trump election, now i got to specify, this is the Trump Georgia election yes. case, which has the RICO component and the uh, something, 15, 18 defendants or something like that. Um, the RICO case in Georgia brought by uh, Fulton County District Attorney, Fonnie Willis, and it now comes up that the judge in that case is moving forward with misconduct, with a misconduct hearing, and that the DA may be disqualified. Now, I think it is based on what we know, and she, remember, she has not come out and said, I didn't do these things, or this is, she basically said, yeah, I did some stuff, but it wasn't really bad. Or, you know, was just like, or, or she said she, that she everyone's racist to too. the relationship, but said the relationship didn't start until after she had already hired him and that it didn't impact any of the investigation at all. And she said on some of these vacations that they clearly went on, I paid sometimes and he paid other times in an effort to try to remove the argument that she had somehow personally benefited from money that was sent to him in taxpayer funds. Now, they are now going to examine whether she was telling the truth about when the relationship began, among other things. Because now, anybody out there who's ever been in a relationship, sometimes you you, you don't know the official start date of the relationship, right? Maybe you made out sometime at a party and then you... Didn't start dating for a couple of months. Maybe you broke up, started again. I don't know, right? This is like the Ross Rachel, we were on a break, uh, famous line that, that Ross yells out when Rachel finds out that, uh, that he slept with somebody else, right? This so, is from friends. I said friends, right? That oh, I messed, yeah, I think that I messed so. that yes, up. Yes. Yeah. But, but yes, it's, it, it, most of you probably are familiar somewhat with, uh, with that aspect of the plot out there that's very iconic in pop culture now. But this is a mess, and she's in real trouble. And I said as soon as the the evidence came out of the relationship, I said there's no way she can stay on this case, and I maintain that. And I don't think there's any way that he can stay on this case. And that would mean they need to find a new DA, which would mean effectively this case is over. And she's going to be lucky if she's not ultimately charged with a crime herself when all this is out. And some people out there say, well, what's the significance here? She can't lie to the judge now. If there's evidence that she was in a relationship, again, that we could have a Bill Clinton-like moment, Buck, where she says, you know, that depends on what the definition of the word relationship is, right? Like, um, when did it start? She, Maybe that's her defense, but, uh, she's but she not going like to be able to tough spot. She's not going to be able to 
stay on in this case, okay? Because because now she's a distraction no matter what. Whether there's sanctions against her or anything else, I agree. That's, that's a separate. That's going to come down to the facts of the case. But I I think it's very unlikely she's going to be able to stay in this case. And then you get to well, is someone else going to continue it from her office? Right? It's not necessarily the case that it hasn't been tried yet, so it's not like a mistrial situation or something else because there was prosecutorial misconduct. So maybe somebody else takes up this mantle. I don't know. I don't know if somebody else would want to step up into this given the challenges that it already has. And and I think that this case uh all along was going to be the hardest to get done. And now I think there's effectively no chance it'll get done before the election. So it was an act of uh, political advancement for Fonnie Willis to, br- to br- bring it in the first place. And I think that's as far as it's going to go likely. I don't think Trump's in real jeopardy from this one anymore. I, I agree. I also think if you analyze it purely from the location, Flo- Trump's going to win Florida. Trump is going to lose D.C. Trump is going to lose New York. Georgia is the only swing state where they were attempting to bring a case I actually think Trump is going to comfortably win Georgia. I do. Uh, and some of you out there may be uh, not as confident as I am. I am of the states that will flip or could flip. I, If I were betting right now, I feel the most confident in Trump winning Georgia of Trump winning any of the states that he did not win in 2020. I would be stunned at this point if Trump is not going to win. More so Georgia. than Arizona? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because Arizona is going to be a mess with Carrie Lake, maybe Kirsten Cinema, and Ruben Gallego, and the mess that's going on out there, um, I I feel like looking at the because you, in other words, you've got a Senate seat going on simultaneously. There's no other race going on in Georgia that's going to gin up Democrat turnout. Um, and so yeah, I'm most I think Trump will win both Georgia and Arizona in 2024 which would mean he would only need one of the Midwest states in order to get over the number. Uh, but I feel the most confident about Georgia. If I were betting right now on states that would flip their result from 2020, I would bet that Georgia would be the one that Trump wins the most comfortably. Because most of the data buck that's out there right now has Trump, all the polling in Georgia has Trump up seven or eight points. We'll, we'll see. I love your optimism about how Georgia's in the in the bag already. That's good. I news. also think, by the way, Georgia has added since 2020. A lot of people have moved to our red state voters to Georgia. I think Georgia has benefited from out of blue out of blue state yeah. red migration. The the state of Georgia has been the scene of more Republican own goals and missed opportunities than I think any other state for the last certainly the last four four years um it has been what what we lost three winnable senate seats there at this point Uh, three should have won senate seats. correct think about the difference that would have made everybody three out of three we drop in georgia so uh I'm, i'm hoping that we've learned some lessons there in those senate races and uh that georgia ends up being the way, uh, going the way that we wanted to. I'll take some of your calls, close us out, 800-282-2882. Liberty Safe has always protected your guns and valuables from fire and theft. Look, I've got a Liberty Safe at home. It's awesome. In fact, it's so 
high end. Looks so good that Carrie agreed to let me put it in a place that's, you know, a little more out in the open. I know you want to keep your safe somewhere people can't see it, but because it looks nice and it's a great safe, super high quality. Because electronic safes, you know, for most manufacturers have a code to allow access if you're locked out. Some people think of that as a convenience, but some people don't want that to exist anywhere. They want to be the only ones who have the code to their safe. Liberty Safe makes it easy to change or disable that code anytime. Your safe is your business, and Liberty Safe will help you keep it that way. They've even been praised by the Missouri Attorney General for their privacy practices. Shop online at libertysafe.com for a customized Fortress Strong Liberty Safe with one-of-a-kind locking bars and best-in-class fire protection. They're that good. The safe is amazing. And when you shop at LibertySafe.com, use the code RADIO for an extra 10% discount for supporting safes made in America by Americans. You'll also get a free $60 value locking pistol vault with your Liberty Safe purchase only for this audience. Go to LibertySafe.com, code RADIO. That's LibertySafe.com, code RADIO. Have fun with the guys on Sundays. The Sunday Hang Podcast. It's silly, it's goofy, it's good times. Find it in the Clay and Buck Podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off now. Much to discuss. Declining Biden. He's not able to be hiding the same way that he used to. People are seeing what's going on more and more. We shall discuss that. But first, I just thought this was so interesting. Uh, there is a rise in the availability of simple artificial intelligence technology out there that allows you to do some pretty amazing stuff. You can have a very um, mechanically written essay pumped out almost instantaneously on something. That would have been fun when I was in, you know, seventh grade English class. Uh, you have, just kidding, I would never, I would never want that for any of the young people listening. Don't ever take the shortcuts. Do all of the work. Algebra is essential for your life. Don't let anyone hey. tell you otherwise. Do they still sell like the spark notes and the cliff notes in the same way? Are those maybe online? online? Online. Yeah, I remember that. It was a, Study tool when they would yes. sell that in bookstores. The Cliff Notes study tool. Uh, and some in, of you out there probably told your parents, oh, this is just a supplement. I just want to oh, make yeah. sure that I'm not missing anything. Yeah. I want to be fully enriched in this, uh, reading of Catcher in the Rye without actually reading it, right? I mean, that's the whole, that's what the Spark Notes, Cliff Notes world could do for you. And I love that they even had a warning on it. It was like, don't, don't use this instead of reading the book. You're giving your precious years in order to get an education. And I'm sure a lot of the students who were trying to cram the night before exams or whatever thought to themselves, Oh, well, if they say I shouldn't do it, maybe I should get back to reading it. Anyway, um, AI tools now are all over the place. You can do some pretty fun. Have you, have you experimented at all with AI tools, Clay, just for fun? Like try to see if you could, what would Clay Travis winning a Super Bowl look like? You know what I mean? And you turns you into. Have you? No, I haven't actually yeah. gone on and looked at it at all. You have. You just kind of played around I mean, with a, it. A, a tiny bit. I, I tried uh, Chat GPT to see what that was like, and um, I, I'm somebody who's, and I, I admit this, that I'm by no means uh, even particularly technically inclined. I think all the stuff about how artificial intelligence is going to turn into something akin to uh, the Skynet machine from Terminator, and that the machines could destroy us all. I think that's a little overblown. Um, but yes. I've even thought about it. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I have thought about it in the context of our show. And even in the context of a lot of you out there, listen to rush for over 30 years. What's a little bit scary to me is let's say something happens to us. Rush is obviously passed, but something happens to us down the line. I feel like they could put all of the audio from us, because you could basically have us saying every word under the sun. We're on 15 hours a week and say, have Clay and or Buck talk about, you know, something that's going to happen in 2050 based on what we've said in the past to try to create a new version of a show, right? Rush talk for 33 years. There is a, um, a consistency, I would argue, to the things that he would say. Could you take what he has said about past issues and try to create a new version commenting on real life? Everyone That's always says scary, this. Right? I mean, you know, human, the, the, 
AI can't do creativity and improvisation and these things the way that human beings can. That's just the bottom line, right? AI doesn't have weird moments like we hear on this show, for example. How much time did we spend talking about whether Clay could have a dental hygienist who was a guy? <laughs> you know, he got very deep into that conversation. And I was like, maybe we should talk about the inflation data, which is troubling for the economy. He's like, hold on a second, Buck. You want a dude with his fingers in the... In I was thinking mouth? about that during the break. I think the reason there's no male hygienist is men's hands are too big and they don't fit in mouths. I was thinking about this while I was going to get my smoothie. I mean, if you watch enough Seinfeld, you will know that some ladies have man hands. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. And they're saying. probably not dental hygienists. That's probably true as well. All right. So AI is all over the place and it's happening more and more where you'll see something and it's for parody purposes. It's amazing, right? Because you can, uh, you can use it to, you know, if you used an AI machine, you could have, I don't know, Nancy Pelosi drinking Chardonnay and insider trading while cackling about, uh, you know, the lower classes and how they're going to be stuck on this wheel of poverty forever. And it'll make, well, and that would just be a photo of Nancy Pelosi, but it could make you some image that yeah. would show you Nancy Pelosi, uh, and it would be taking into account those instructions, right? That's the way it works. So the, the companies had a, the big, uh, AI companies in San Francisco, they're not banning it. This just happened, but they are trying to come up with guidelines about what the markings will be on it, how they'll identify AI content, because here's where this is all going. There's going to be stuff out there that looks, because this stuff, it used to be like you could see, you know, with um, what's that program every year, uh, Photoshop, right? You yeah, could yeah. see if somebody put someone's head on something else. It didn't look quite right. And with some of this AI stuff now, you really can't tell. And And that ability to look at something and say, this has been... Messed with, forged, faked. Remember what a big deal it was for the, uh, Bush, uh, the Bush administration when, it, when he was running, uh, what was this in 2004, right against John Kerry and, uh, Dan Rather had the forged National Guard documents, right? Yeah. And he tried to do that to so now. I mean, anybody can come up with forged National Guard documents to try to, I mean, it's so easy to make this stuff. And so on the one hand, Clay, I'm worried about the actual weaponization of the technology for dare I say, disinformation purposes. But just because the left is obsessed with disinformation that isn't real doesn't mean that there isn't disinformation, which I always think is important to remind people that's a real thing. They say Joe Biden can, you know, tie his own shoes. There's plenty of disinformation out there. But, Clay, the other part of it is, too, think about the ways they can shut down. Now they can just say, look what they did to the Hunter Biden laptop. They said it bears all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, right? That was the way they tried to undermine it and maybe even helped uh, Joe win the election or made Joe win the election by lying. Now, anytime you see something, if you have a video of Joe Biden accepting a bag of cash from one of Hunter's Ukrainian bag men, you could just say, I don't know, it looks like AI to me. Nick, prove to me it's not AI. And this is going to be, I think, a big argument that people have over things. They're going to just say that, they're going to lie about it, and it's going to really confuse the electorate. I think that's right. And it's going to require the, the, a lot of what people will say is, well, is there another video? Right. You, it used to be like, oh, well, we've got a video evidence of it. OK, like that is legit. Now it's going to turn into if you want to argue that something's not real or if you want to argue that something is real, 
you're going to need multiple versions of that reality in order to prove it. And I just, I, I think we're going to get into an era where a lot of people aren't going to care either. Um, and they're going to spread so quickly on social media that what is and what is not fake is going to become increasingly difficult. Because if something is real and it's particularly politically damaging, you can just say it's fake. And how do you prove it? To your point, right? the, the Hunter Biden laptop, all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Well, anybody who looked into that at all knew that this would have to be that based on the amount of video and textual evidence, this would there was no way to fake that much. But if you want to believe that something is uh, is fake, you always have an excuse. Always have the excuse. You've basically created a reasonable doubt um, excuse for any um, information that comes across the Internet that you don't like about your God. You can just always say, I don't know, it looks like AI to me. Prove to me it's not AI. And given what they did with the Hunter Biden laptop, how could anyone think that that's far afield? I think it's almost a certainty, Clay, which is why uh, they have this manifesto that the biggest tech companies in the world. And remember, these are some of the richest and most powerful countries. I, I'm sorry, companies more powerful than many countries on Earth. We're talking about, you know, TikTok, OpenAI, um, Adobe, Google, Meta, all of it. Right. These are the big players. And there's pressure from regulators about this, and people are saying they need to stop the spread of fake election content. But this is why, you know, all along, the notion that they'll be able to police lies on the Internet, you're never going to be able to police lies on the Internet. So what ends up happening is they create the context for the disparate policing of what one side doesn't want to hear anymore or doesn't want to hear in the moment and that's how we got the 2020 election, right? That's how we got um, shutting, you know, Twitter saying that it was hacked material, all this stuff. It was essentially a fix. So I, I, I know we don't talk about AI a lot on on this show. Uh, the implications for a whole range of businesses are it's truly enormous. Um, Nvidia is one of is probably the biggest stock success story I think of the year. I mean, in terms of just having a massive market cap company you know, skyrocketing over the last uh, 12 months or so. I mean, there's probably some others, but I'm just saying um, it's a huge company. And this is going like we know this is going to happen. This is coming down the pike. And honestly, Clay, do you have I don't know how we really stop it other than just you fight bad speech with good speech, because there's going to be AI deep fakes circulating that do sway people and that people believe that's going to happen. There's no question. I think you're going to see a lot of people have to comment on it. I think it'll start this election um, because I would expect that there'll be both pro-Biden and anti-Biden and pro-Trump and anti-Trump AI fakes that are circulating on a regular basis. And I just I, I, Biden is speaking right now, by the way. Um, I actually think this is where multiple videos become necessary so that you can actually see what is and what is not said. Um, because it's, it's, I, I don't know the answer of how you stop it from having a massive impact going forward. And I think we're just at the precipice of beginning to understand how impactful it's going to be. Because one thing for there to be misinformation or disinformation out there, which really 
the way it's been applied is often just arguments you don't like, right? Um, more so than anything else. That's the way they've tried to police it. But it, they are arguments that are being made and they're trying to fact check you. What about when the argument is, is this real or not? That becomes a totally different discussion, right? It's one thing to say, oh, like I, I saw uh, the New York Times this morning, Buck, I was reading, and I do think it's a good stat worth. You know what percentage of parents have gotten their kids the updated booster shot? Tiny. I don't know. It's very small. Five. Yeah. 95% of parents have not gotten their kids the new booster shot. Only 40% of parents got their kids the initial COVID vaccine that obviously doesn't work. Only 40% did. Those are facts, right? Somebody could dispute whether or not that's true. Somebody putting out a video that is either showing something very positive about the COVID shot or something very negative, the first thing you have to figure out is, is this real or not? I see well, that if, if it's an image, for example, and there's no telltale, you know, marks on the image or anything to tell, how do you know? How do you know? You know, I, I just say, I mean, this is where you start to get into and even now we see things sometimes on X that are being shared. And I think to myself, is this real? We're just, yeah. We're, yeah. We're just hoping that community notes and crowdsourcing is effectively going to, uh, prove, you know, w- would let us know if this was fake. It's, it's a big challenge, everybody. I mean, I know it sounds like, Oh, how much can this mm, could actually turn an election? Maybe not this one, maybe not for a few elections, but it's coming up where there's going to be such a circulation of, uh, of faked. But high level fake, you know, deep fakes, high level faked content online that it's going to sway public opinion. And, and how do you deal with it? It's, it's really a big challenge. Um, and the, the notion that this could be banned also, I would just, that's, that's not going to work either. The sound of an unborn baby's heartbeat is a remarkable thing to a pregnant mother. It's a forever bonding experience hearing that sound. And to think just three weeks into a baby's life, that heart begins to beat even while being such a tiny little being inside that mother's womb. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on an ultrasound. The staff working at the pre-born network of clinics know this all too well. This is a group of clinics that welcome pregnant mothers into their facilities as they consider life or abortion for their unborn child. Look, pre-born's mission is saving lives every day. And I know there are a lot of worthy causes out there, but how many of them would let you save Tiny babies' lives, and think about all the good that is brought into the world with that, what that does for the mother who makes that choice, for the child who now has life, the future generations that will come from that child. Is there a better way that you can do something good with the money that you can spare? Look, I understand that times are tough right now, but there are people in this audience who do have the means for a leadership gift. This is 100% tax deductible. Every dollar goes to preborn's mission. So would someone listening right now donate $10,000 to Preborn? $10,000, that would get Preborn's network running for a couple of days. The whole network. This is hundreds of babies that could be saved in this. They're saving about 200 babies' lives a day. As I said, 100% tax deductible, and every dollar goes towards saving babies' lives. Now, for those of you who obviously don't have $10,000, a lot of money, I get it. Whatever you can spare helps because there are millions of you listening to this right now. To donate, all you have to do is dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's on your cell phone, dial pound 250, say baby. Or go to this website, preborn.com slash buck, and you can donate securely 
Preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. The Truth Compass. Pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.